0: Welcome to another week of Odin's Other Eye. This is Logan, Michael, Michael. and (laughs) (laughs) Tuba. Yeah, so we're back again. Thanks for coming back. And today we want to talk about hunting. First, let's go over how your week went. Uh, We actually haven't been apart that long.
1: Yeah, it's been like, what, three days?
0: Yeah, three days. So nothing really big for us. I've just been working, uh, meeting new clients, started my own marketing agency a couple weeks ago, and I'm... Getting ready and fired up.
2: I don't really do much. I work at a bank, as I said last time. Not really anything happened. It's only been... Three days since we last all got together.
1: I time. mean, you've been baking. I see new cookies in there. every kind of come. Like, oh. <laughs> she bakes, man. She they were she are...
2: from Harmon. <laughs>
1: she she can bake though. She can. Cook. She yeah. She can she, cook. can. she makes these things called deep fried Oreos. We could do a Super podcast good. about cooking one time. Too. Yeah, that'd be. I, good. Love, I cooking. love cooking. She's really. Um, good. Yeah, you guys are both really good. cooking <laughs> Actually, I'd suck it. I'm like Maybe we
2: cereal. Can teach you about cooking? Yeah, I probably <laughs> should. Side and... side rant here. I need to complain about Harmon's to somebody. I realized that ninety eight percent of the time that I go to Harmons, it's just because I have nothing better to do and then end up spending like a hundred dollars there. It's really great
1: for me. I love that. <laughs> it's like my parents in Costco. They'll just My parents will go to Costco just like as their date. To get like the house that's house. their date. Yeah. yeah. Like get out of the house like- Yeah. My dad loves looking at all the stuff Costco has and stuff. But
0: What about you, Mike? What did you do this week?
1: Uh, this week, well, the past, the past couple of days, I just kind of uh, relaxed and enjoyed the weekend. Actually, you guys went to Vernal. What are you guys talking about? Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
2: We did <laughs> yeah. do that. <laughs> we went on a trip. My, my cousin, cousin, got cousin got married. Yeah, cousin
0: got married. Well, then he then actually had... got
2: married a while ago, but he yeah. had reception. a second reception.
0: Yeah, and we have uh, actually another wedding this weekend. So. That's my brother. Well, it's
2: wedding season, boys. Yeah, it's wedding season.
0: No, I
1: didn't even huh. tell me about my wedding. Oh, weekend. my bad.
2: Tell me about your weekend, Mike. Gosh. I
1: didn't I didn't really... While you guys were enjoying yourself in Vernal, I was kind of just doing things that I've been neglecting around my house. Got my car washed, uh, cleaned up my room, did a whole bunch of laundry, and basically just kind of played video games and stuff like that, so...
2: Sounds eventful.
1: Yeah. It was a nice chillax weekend, so...
2: We both learned that we don't work on Friday. That's true. Shout out to Utah.
1: Yeah, Pioneer Day. It's an actual holiday here in uh, Utah for all, my, all of our friends in Michigan,
2: we both get paid.
1: Yeah, it's a paid holiday here in Utah, <laughs> which is super nice. So, but yeah, today we're gonna talk about hunting. Uh, we think it's a pretty misconceived oh, thing. That's the word. Misconceived. Is it um, misconstrued? It's a, it's not understood. Yeah, misunderstood. It's, it's yeah. not a very it's not a very well understood <laughs> okay uh, thing. Topic. You know.
0: Okay. It's not. A, it's a misunderstood topic. It's very misunderstood. Let's just get those
1: three words out of the way. <laughs> Let's
0: just continue. <laughs> oh
2: man. Okay. Anyway. Go okay. On. <laughs> so,
1: hunting is a very can be a very controversial topic to some people. I know, speaking from personal experience, I used to date a girl who was very against hunting, and actually, when I met her, she was a vegetarian, and she didn't. She she did it just for pure like. Sympathy for animals and stuff like that, and she—well, I I guess there was health reasons too. Now that I think about it, but I don't know. All I know is that three weeks into us dating, she said, "I really want a burger," and without hesitation, I popped off the couch and I (laughs) went to Wendy's and I got our Baconator. So,
0: you know, it's—it's. I think we should start by saying that Michael is a hunter. I'm a hunter, and Giovanna is not a hunter. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm why I'm Cod Mobile I am. Uh, she does hunt other <laughs> hunt video gamer players.
2: <laughs> people. She hunts those
0: those, those kids. <laughs> those 12-year-old kids that live in their Mom's base. <laughs> Anyways, no, so uh the idea is maybe I so for me hunting is actually more of a it's not like it's not a me killing something it's really an, it's a spiritual experience and there's a lot more work that goes into hunting that people than people think about. Yeah, people know
1: about. Most people think that hunting is just these people who uh, who just want to go kill something and satisfy some bloodlust that they have deep down inside them, and hunting is the only way, legal way to do it. It's it's not that at all.
0: For most hunters, I I mean, I will say there's there's people that do poaching, treat treat the animals like the wrong way. Right. I mean, I think at the hope, hopefully, at the end of the podcast, you can understand why I love hunting, Mm. why Michael loves hunting. And why we actually believe that we know the animals better than oh for sure and people who are uh, I wouldn't say vegetarians in general but people who are anti hunting right
1: you know and uh, I can guarantee you that we know more about the animals that we hunt versus more we know more about those animals than you do because we spend so much time. Looking at them, studying them, watching their behaviors, what they like to eat, what they don't like to eat, where they like to, what time of the day do they do they like to bed down, what time of the year do they like to to mate and stuff like that and breed. I uh, you get a, to know the animal. It's a really spiritual experience for me because no other time in my life am I in a place of just rugged beauty, and I'm just observing life as it is. Outside of the hustle and bustle of you know day to day life, it's it's a it's a therapeutic
0: for me. So Giovanna, what's your uh, what's your thoughts about hunting? What were your thoughts before meeting me?
2: Well, I've always been pro hunting. Is that what, like are you asking if I condone hunting?
0: No. What do you think about oh. what, what do you think about hunting? Like, what, what was
1: your? Under- I think it's a
2: sport. I think it's a cool sport. I I honestly I didn't really think much of it. Because
1: I'm, I... That's another thing. Like, I'm not gonna... in a family well,
2: of hunters. Yeah, her, so her... I think it's really cool.
0: S- South Americans are not really... They don't really hunt a
1: lot down there. Not compared to Americans,
2: no. no. When
0: I was in uh, Argentina, the only time I met a hunter was actually a Texan that was on vacation hunting in Argentina. <laughs> and uh, her family's from Chile. People don't really they They might
1: much. do it to survive and stuff like that in the bush and stuff like that, but... It's different here. Uh, hunting is different. more of
0: an American... This has been like an American pastime for... Mm-hmm. For a long time. And I think things got out of control. I mean, there's that documentary that we saw. That right. Stars in the Sky. Talks about... Stars in the Sky?
1: Yeah, Stars in the Sky.
0: Yeah, it talks about, um, you know, things got out of control. But the idea of hunting for me has always been a family thing.
1: Yeah. I The reason I'm sure that you and I both hunt is because... Our fathers hunted, and it was something that we our grandfathers did. hunted. Our grandfathers hunted, yeah. Great grandfathers hunted. Every, every Fun day. fact: all of my uncles and my dad's birthday all fall in the same month, and that is August, which just so happens to be right after hunting season. So, yep. yeah, you go through. <laughs> you're you
0: gone for a while. Yeah, those. Why? Hey, well, things happen when you're you know. So just so stop. my my what I want to actually ask Giovanna too is what do you? As far as the how you get to hunt are you listening?
2: Yes, yeah. As
0: far as you she's playing solitaire. <laughs> so it's what's new. I I'm could, always
2: playing solitaire.
0: So it's so when you think of hunting, what do you think the process is? When you think, okay, I'm going hunting, what what's the process for a hunter? I mean for someone wish, who's never hunted.
2: I wish I didn't know now what I'm like, because I, I know a ton now you, that you know I've watched you now. two hunt. Yeah. Um I mean it's a lengthy process obviously, especially if you're hunting in the West. You guys have to basically, like, stock the deer yourselves, which is not an easy task. Yeah. An easy task.
1: It's definitely way different. While,
2: while packing all of the stuff that you guys have to pack.
1: Yeah, it's in, I think it's something important to know is that the type of hunting that Logan and I did growing up is totally different than the type of hunting that we're looking to get into right now. Like, you guys know, we both live in, all three of us live in Utah right now, and here they have mountains, and in Michigan, we have hills at best. But it's very woody. It's very, there's a lot of trees. It's wooded, and, heavily and, wooded. And basically, woody. what you do there, woody. the common form of hunting is you sit up in a tree, in a tree stand, and you wait for the deer to come in front of you. Here, it's totally different. Here, you gotta hike up into the mountains, which is, can you know, to find a good spot, could be three or four miles into the backcountry. Yeah. yeah, so the big
0: difference between out west is that your preparation for out west starts by finding the place. Yeah. Your preparation in Michigan starts by tilling the field, mm-hmm. planting, watering, or baiting. Yeah, which, by the way, it's not easy. Uh, with my family, we own a property; it's 160 acres in uh, northern Michigan.
1: See, and- that's funny because your hunting in Michigan is different than my hunting because, like, my family doesn't own any land, to which they can just go and hunt freely. You know, or like it, during season, of course. But, like, we always had to do public land. So, we were fighting against other hunters. State land. State land, yeah. So, like, public land, state land.
0: This is Denny's?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, I think I just think that's interesting because, like, even in that, there's different types of hunting. Yeah.
0: So, basically, uh, the process for us when I was growing up was uh, you, we start preparations usually in the summer. Clearing the fields. Uh, we'd always ro- rototill each field, field and then go back with the ATVs and plant all the seeds. And then hopefully there's what you, rain. What are you planting? Alfalfa, usually. Alfalfa? Yeah. Sometimes uh, certain types of feed are illegal, depending on the year. Right. And even baiting is illegal sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then other years it's not illegal. Depends on the herd size. so What um, kind
2: of food would be not legal?
0: Um, corn, corn and stuff. Corn. No, corn is legal. Oh, it is? For deer, yeah. We have a corn feeder, uh, okay. And it's, actually, it's actually pretty cool. It, uh, it shoots out corn about every fifteen minutes, and it makes a buzzing sound. In the beginning, the animals are afraid of it, but once they understand that that corn is going to shoot out of it, yeah. they actually come when they hear the sound. Huh. So when you're hunting, the sound goes off, mm-hmm. but it doesn't shoot corn, right? And the deer come in looking for the corn, that's, or the elk or whatever. It's pretty that's cool, sneaky. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But that's not that's like I said. We, we like we said before. Utah is way different. You mm-hmm. can't you can't feed in Utah. No, because First of all, you have well, you can, but you have to have private land, right you can't do it on a state land, and you can't really feed in Michigan on state land either because any hunter could come up and take your spot right, but on private land, the preparation starts in the summer, it's a lot of work yeah and and we're putting up trail trail cams, changing batteries we're uh fertilizing we're uh clearing fixing paths. the blinds, clearing the roads, making yeah. sure everything's ready. so people don't understand how much it's not like we just walk in the woods and kill an animal there's year my uh my dad had hunted for. Eight years, I think, without ever killing a deer. And he started. Out he started in the west, west and he went in Idaho. And he he killed his first deer in Utah, but he's killed probably around thirty, maybe a little bit over thirty animals with his bow, and probably he's up in the forties with. Wow, with, like I mean, altogether in the forties. So
1: just so you know, his name is Thorin. Yes, he does live he's up to man. his namesake. He's <laughs> a man. Yeah, uh,
0: I've killed. Uh, I've killed a lot of animals hunting. I've killed a lot of pheasants. You know, probably 50 pheasants. And then uh, I killed a bear in Canada, which, again, was a lot of preparation that people don't think about. Our guide, we had a guide for that hunt. He went out. He he was pretty funny
1: since Um on. I, I was there. I just wasn't hunting bear. I was fishing, was fishing with my dad. Yeah.
0: So we, he uh, he went out every week and refilled. With bear, you have, like, a big barrel. And you fill it with, no, I don't know, no say. Uh, you fill it with... Um, you know, uncooked beaver uh, syrup, all kinds of jelly donuts. Uncooked huts. beaver, yeah. like yeah. the yeah. animal. Yeah, he would trap beavers, skin them, sell the pelt to the government. He was actually a trapper for the Canadian government, and then he would take the the actual meat and take it out to the woods, chop it up on top of the barrel, get all the you know juices and hey. blood everywhere, and then you throw it in the barrel. And yeah, hunting is
1: not come. a clean sport. It's very messy and dirty. And...
0: But that's what we want to explain today. It's not just it's part about, of
1: the beauty. I think. It's not just about <laughs>
0: killing. So. And Michael, you have I maybe mean, besides like shooting a squirrel or something, have
1: you gotten into big game yet? Um, so I've been hunting since I was either fourteen or sixteen. I think I remember the first time I went out with my dad, and we were we were doing a completely different process than Logan. We were basically we had these family friends who had a cabin in a remote part of Michigan that was somewhat populated, but we had to drive to, you know, we had to drive to our spot and then we would walk out from there. And basically we would either stalk the deer or we would just sit up at the base of a tree and wait for them to come by where we would think they would go. But the problem with the, with the way my dad and uncles and where they go is it's so, the deer are so pressured that they only come out at nighttime really. And if they're, up and about during the daytime, they're in like the worst possible, like swampy, like hard to traverse terrain. The places where hunters don't want to go. Exactly. Yeah. And that's probably why I have never killed anything, but I'm working towards that because I don't like the idea of getting one hundred percent of my animal protein from a grocery store. I think there's a lot of value in going out and getting your own meat from the wild because there's a there's there's a thing there's things that you know about where your meat came from you know where it came from you know what kind of life it lived you know what you know what it ate and you know where it's been you know and you know that you it's it's lived a happy life being free and wild versus you know a cow that has been cooped up in a meat processing plant or a you know a what are they? What are those places called? Like a cattle farm. Yeah, cattle farm. Yeah, where they're all crumped together, covered in poop, and you know, eating just grain, corn, corn, just corn.
2: Do you know cows can't even process corn?
1: They can't digest it. Yeah, uh-uh. they cows actually get fed corn, grain fed because it's cheaper, and cows are supposed to eat grass, and so that's why grass fed beef, which this is also insane, grass fed beef, I feel like should be less expensive than grain fed beef.
2: I think it should just be like. Bottom line, everybody has to. Like all farmers have to feed grass-fed beef. Um, One thing I I find that I like about hunting, when you kill one deer, how long does that deer last Oh,
0: I mean, I still have bear meat. That was 2019. Yeah.
2: So if you think about it, like to me, logically, hunting is better for the environment. Because if you have one deer, you kill it. It feeds your family for who knows how long. An elk, freaking elk would feed your family for like two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably three. Yeah, depending on the size of the family. And And how often you eat meat. But, I mean, even my family eats meat every day at least once.
2: And 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 we would have
0: venison probably almost every meal until the next hunting season. Right. It's probably one deer a year would take care of
1: my family, five boys and my parents. Which is well, if you know insane. the mic cells, they eat a ton. So that's that speaks. a and lot. And I mean,
0: my mom, like, yeah, we still bought beef. You know, uh, from, yeah, like supplement the, the 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 most venison we could eat, we ate, and we use everything out of the deer. You mm-hmm. know, that's another thing too. It's like with the cow. I know they say they do this and they say they do that, but you're not really in control of what meat you're getting, exactly. And with yeah. the deer, you know, like I know my venison, uh, the summer sausage. Mm-hmm. I know where that comes from. My steaks, I know where that comes from because I'm the one that skinned the deer.
1: Basically, today, we the only thing that we pick up from the grocery store is the end result. We don't know anything that happened before that That's or true. the condition of that. You know. We just see the meat on the platter. You and and, and know what's cool?
0: Of. In Michigan, we, we had trail cams. We would actually see the deer on the trail cams throughout the year, mm-hmm. and we would give them names. Then while we were hunting, we would see those same deer. That's cool. And Sometimes. We had one called Skyscraper. That we were watching for a long time. He had the tallest antlers. Mm-hmm. They weren't wide, which is what you know trophy hunters look for—is a mm-hmm. really nice wide rack. But, huh, lol. <laughs> Anyways, no, this guy. This guy had really tall antlers, really tall, and they call him skyscraper. He was only a, like a four point, I think, maybe a six point. But oh, that's Michigan terms out here. Right. They say it's three so by different. Three, they
1: just say two. one side. They say oh, it's a four point. When really it's it would be an eight point in Michigan. In Michigan, it's an eight point because they're only counting one side. Where Michigan counts both. Anyways,
0: I don't. I think my grandpa got that one. But the thing is, we had been watching that deer for a year. We knew it wasn't in in our property. We knew it was walking around there eating our feed. Uh, By the way, we put out beets and apples and you know carrots that kind of stuff. So
1: you know you know exactly what they're eating.
0: Not all the time, but we know they're on our property eating that at least, and probably grazing. And you know, it's just like. I think of I think of it as a more it's a healthier experience for me, but it's also a spiritual experience because uh, I can guarantee you that most vegetarians have not ever killed an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing against vegetarians; I have friends that are vegetarians. It's fine. I mean, live your life, whatever. I don't care. But um, I want people to understand why I like hunting, right. why I love it, and right. why we love it. You know. Anyways, you when I killed uh, my my first deer, it was a sixty yard shot. So, pretty close. So, was with the bow? Nope. It was a oh, gun. okay. Yeah, it was with the gun. It was Wait. a 30 30. Just kidding. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I was 18. I was, we were in Michigan. I'm just
2: kidding. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> uh, it was a 30 uh, 30. When I shot it, it was the first deer I'd ever seen Ben shot, too. I, ben shot? Ben. I n- I'd never seen any. Oh, big ben, ben. ben shot. I'd never okay. seen an animal get shot before. Right. So, I shot it. No one was there with me, and I didn't know what to do. And the animal was still alive. I broke its shoulder. Mm-hmm. I didn't kill it. But it couldn't get up. I, I had stunned it. It was on the ground. And it was actually, I was watching it. And it was trying to get away from me, you know. Um, I felt horrible. I was, Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad. I can only imagine. And I texted my dad and said, I got one. And he texts back, is it big? <laughs> and I texts back, it looks big to me. And then he said, is it dead? And I said, no. And he said, shoot it again. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I walked up about 10 yards away, and it was still alive, and I shot it again. Um, and I remember the second shot better than the first one. The first one was really full of adrenaline. The second one was kind of like, you know, ha- uh, you know, relief, rest in peace kind of thing, right. you know? Like, I, I'm letting you go from your misery. You right. Know? And I remember I shot it in the lung, and I saw the last breath of air took come out of the hole that I shot it in. Because it was cold that morning. I saw the actual... Steam. The steam. Yeah. The last breath came out of the hole I shot. It was crazy. Really expir- really spiritual experience. Really sad, but also a very
1: proud moment.
2: So, you keep saying spiritual. Why?
1: It's hard to explain, but... It's it's not something that you can... Uh, I only know this because when I hear Logan talk about it, like I know I can't relate because I've never physically shot an animal that I've been hunting. Like, I've hit deer with my car and stuff because they're all over the place in Michigan, but, you know, that's different. That's more like... there's well, other you, things didn't, I, you didn't hunt that animal. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, this, you're going out there out of, you know, and you're literally... I don't know how to explain it. See? Like, it, it's even a hard relate. thing. That,
0: the way I look at it is I'm a believer in God, and I believe that God put everything on the earth for humans. This is my personal opinion, but I am actually helping this creature fulfill its role by taking it home for my family. When you shoot an animal, big game, hunting, for example, the bear, it's like a loud bang and all the birds go crazy and then it's quiet. It's just you and you're looking at the animal and it's just very, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to explain. But when I walked up to the deer of my first kill, you know, my dad came to get me. He was so excited for me. It was a huge deer. I didn't know it. I didn't even know it was a big deer. um It was one of the biggest on the property we'd ever killed. We've owned that property for like thirty years and um everyone was so proud of me, and I felt so bad for the deer right um but i came I came to realize later that what I did wasn't wrong the way The way you look at it as a good hunter is that um I'm not doing this maliciously mm-hmm. I'm doing this to fulfill a role
1: right it's for a purpose. And I don't like, I think there's a huge belief in the non hunter community that, like, we only take certain parts of the deer. Like, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around you it's know, illegal. keeping a trophy. It's, it's and... illegal
0: to leave. If you kill an animal in most states, it's illegal to leave parts of it. In Alaska, especially, if you kill anything a moose, elk, anything could be a caribou, whatever you have to take everything. Right. You can't leave anything.
1: there. And each state will specify how much you the minimum requirement of how much you have to pack out or else you basically just killed an animal for no reason so yeah. like i know in in Idaho when we went hunting in Idaho we had to take all four quarters which quarters are are legs so you had to take the front two legs the back two legs the back, and the back straps the back straps and you also you can
0: leave your the organs and right
1: you can leave the organs and stuff like that you have in to the car yeah.
0: You take the pelt, and you and obviously you're gonna take the rack. I mean right. that's why most hunters are there, but I think that's one thing that people that's really misunderstood about hunting. I mean, you Giovanna um, didn't grow up around hunting, but I think for someone who's never been around hunters, they just think even if they don't mind the idea, they think that it's just a bunch of guys in the woods like drinking beer and shooting. Drinking beer stuff. and trying to shoot the biggest deer, right?
2: Well, I may have a different opinion just because of the my own personal studies or studying that i've done in like within the health community and my opinions on meat that you get from the grocery store and how unhealthy it is for you i've always thought to myself like i wish i could just go kill a deer and use that for my meat because it's going to be way healthier for you than than any other meat so it's hard i have kind of like a, a weird opinion yeah i don't really know much about hunting but i'm very pro hunting for a myriad of different reasons
1: which is that's that's rare because you don't really find that anymore Unfortunately, like, I don't think that you have to understand something like hunting to be able to support it. Like, I I definitely think that's necessary in a lot of things, like, especially like politics and stuff. Like, you shouldn't just be supporting anything in politics, but like hunting and stuff like that. Things that are, you know, hunting's been around for since the dawn of time. You know, like, that's how humans have survived and got to this point was because hunting was an integral part of that life. Of our life as humans, you know, and M- Michael's village would have suffered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they, my family
0: would have gone hungry, they really would have made it. <laughs> but I'm sure it just now you just want to give good
1: opportunities. Yeah, and-
2: I just think about it at a very, like, in a very maybe like logical way. If I were to look at a cattle farm, a very mass produced cattle farm, and then and someone hunting a deer, one single person hunting a deer which one if any like vegetarians or vegans are listening to that which one would you prefer if if you had a plate of meat put in front of you and you were at the plant where they kill all the cows and you also had a view of the people hunting which one are you gonna take
0: who, who was it that worked as a, a per, worked as the guy on the cattle farm or woman I, I think it was a it was woman my mom. my mom she killed the cattle right
2: no she watched them kill it
0: yeah they just take a hammer and
2: I don't remember what they do. it, it was a while yeah. ago too. But, but seriously, thing? logically, why would you not? Oh, sorry. sorry. Sorry, guys. Why would you not want to take the fresh meat that you know has been in it's, a, in a yeah. safe, like healthy place?
1: Right. Like, where's you, the logic? You, you go to restaurants and you you expect fresh ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody says this is all farm fresh, like you expect them to get it from a farm close by, right? So why is that any different than? Like, why should that be any different than hunters going out and harvesting their own meat from the wild? You know, something that hasn't been pumped full of antibiotics or... Vitamin D or whatever yeah, you put in. Th- like growth hormones and stuff like that. Like, I think the meat that you get from venison or bear meat or anything like that is the most pure... One of the most pure food sources that you can ever consume in your entire life.
2: Aside from like your own garden
1: right right yeah like go out and harvesting i think harvesting any of your food is the best thing for you like planting your own vegetables and your fruits and stuff like that and you know
2: my mom always taught me that the closer a food is to the ground when you eat it the better it is for you so like a plant you literally just pick the plant and put it in your mouth and that's mm-hmm. it's only one step and then meat it's two steps it, the plant then the animal and then into your mouth you know exactly so yeah that's i guess that's my my thoughts on it
1: i think it's weird that to have somebody say like why why would you go out and and do this i i think the exact opposite actually i think why is it weird that we're not doing this anymore you know like this is like you wouldn't tell like a bear not to kill a beaver you wouldn't tell a deer not to go eat alfalfa in your field, right? Like, it's just part of our instinct and our nature. nature. Yeah, it's part of our nature. Mm-hmm. And I think that because society has progressed so long, we have lost part of our wildness and our nature and our natural tendencies.
0: Yeah, it's not that I don't understand vegetarians. I, I lived with a vegetarian on my mission. When and I was, dated I was, one I was too. a missionary, and I dated a vegetarian. Yeah, that was a long time ago. High school. Just uh, those, those bean burritos, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I think the bean burritos did me worse than the meat ones. But. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, I actually live with, with an, Ar- an Argentine that was from Buenos Aires that was uh, vegetarian. And he explained to me the whole thing. I mean, I asked him. He didn't know I was a hunter. I never told him because he would have hated me. He hated hunters. But
1: He hated you just because you... No, no, no. I never told him oh, okay. because
0: I knew he would hate me he hate, he literally hated hunters so much but i listened to his, all of his arguments you know the molars are meant for chewing you know salad or whatever and and uh you know animals are sacred and i know all those i know that stuff and i understand where they're coming from the point of this podcast i hope is to explain why we think it's a good thing mm-hmm. you know um and i guess the main points are basically it's not like we're doing this maliciously i'm not I'm not out there necessarily. I am out there to kill something, but I'm also out there to provide for my family. And in reality, I mean, it's a good pastime I and mean, it's a really family bonding experience to be out there, you know, with my dad, my brothers, my grandpa, my mom hunts. My mom's a bow hunter.
1: Your mom gets angry when your dad goes without her, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. My, mom, my mom gooses him over there. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's bow is such a weak pullback. I hope she's not listening to this podcast.
2: <laughs> she probably I, will. So I
0: think... <laughs> it's so funny. The one... arrow has like an 80-foot arc. <laughs> it's so funny. The arrow <laughs> has time to look at it and be like, oh, <laughs> should I get out of the way?
1: I was like... Yeah. I think one thing that we haven't addressed yet that's possibly one of the most important parts, uh, things to understand about hunting, is the conservation aspect of it. So one thing, you know, when Giovanna was talking about Yeah, like you have to prepare and stuff like that. Well, one of the parts of preparation is you have to legally obtain a hunting license, a hunting permit, and hunting tags. A tag, yeah. So a hunting license is something that you obtain through going through a hunter safety course, which is by law required to be able to hunt. So you go, you know, me, I've done it, Logan's done it. And basically what it is is this two-day course where you go and you... Learn all the ins and outs, ins and outs le- legally of hunting. You know, and, and how to do it safely. Exactly, and how to kill whatever you're you're hunting in the most humane way. They show body, they show um, anatomy graphs of of animals. Say you want to either aim for the heart or the lungs, because that is where you're going to get the most humane kill and the fastest kill. Because the last thing that any hunter oh, wants. Oh, well, the
0: worst shot is like a stomach shot or the spine. Right. When you break the oh, it might yeah because they you don't, the they, don't the die. they don't die they don't die they don't die they just are in pain you know that's like the worst feeling if you're if you're gonna kill it you want to kill it fast, we saw a picture you know? the
1: other day on Instagram that one of our friends sent to us and it was a deer in the yard and its leg had been like mutilated and it was basically just like their back thigh. And then like a little leg that was just dangling off of a piece of, fl- of, of the skin. Yeah. And so those are the things that no hunter wants and the things that we actively ab- These animals are avoid. tough. I mean, they're, they're tough.
0: They, they will survive. I mm-hmm. shot, I, I uh, climbed a tree one time and as I was climbing a branch hit my sights, my bow. So my sights were off by like a millimeter, but a millimeter is over, when you over shoot distance. 40 yards, yeah. it takes the arrow. Pretty far off your your target, so I was. It was an easy shot. It was probably a thirty yard shot, and I was aiming at the lungs, and I shot the deer in the hip, the back hip. Yep. And I felt so bad. I mean, I found my arrow. I heard it bounce off the bone. <gasps> I heard it hit the bone, oh. bounce off the deer. I, there were three deer there. They all went running. Um, the next year, saw that same deer on the trail cam with the scar,
2: really? and it was
0: fine. Yeah, they're 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 resilient. Yeah. yeah, they they're tough. So. And you don't want it to suffer, you absolutely know, not. It, it, the best shot is long or hard. Those are like on average. I th- I'm, I might be making up numbers, but from what I've heard, is like seven seconds on average. Yeah, so, which in reality, the adrenaline that they're feeling is is, is gonna be the, the last thing th- they yep. feel. It's which the, is it's what, what you want. keeps them
1: alive. Yeah, and
0: it's, that's what you want.
1: But basically, that's what you learn at at hunter safety. Then you have to get your permit, which is what you get uh, also from completing that course. And then when the season comes around, time to go hunting, you have to go to usually a sporting goods store or like a ranger station or something like that and actually buy a tag, which allows you to take a certain number of of deer or, or animal, whatever you're hunting. It's different. You know, birds, you can take like four, you know, it no, just You depends. can shoot a lot.
0: I mean, if it's pheasant. You yeah, can... it
1: depends on the species and the yeah, breed. I mean, my, my family's hunted uh,
0: 24 pheasants in one day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just depends. But uh, with deer, for example, you get the tag. Um, in Michigan, you usually pull... If you pull a tag, you pull one for any kind of deer. Mm-hmm. That's older than two years. Right. Because you, you don't kill fawns, obviously. And then you pull... Your second tag will be buck only. Right. When you fill a tag... What it means when hunters say they fill the tag is they've killed the animal and then reported it to the state that they've killed the animal. You actually have, an, you actually have a tag. Mm-hmm. And you actually put it on the antler. It's usually a sticker. At least in Michigan, it's a sticker. I yeah. think out here they do... They, they do... Down. A zip tire thing. Yeah. Um, you either put the sticker on the antler or you tag the back of the hide if it's a female. If it's a, not a, they don't say female. It's a, if it's a doe or whatever.
1: Uh, antlerless. Yeah.
0: Then you mark the actual paper that they gave you, the tag. You mark the day. How, how many points it was, the date it was killed. The government tracks all of this, which I think is really... I think hunting... Fish and game is the best-run government. Oh, for sure. Um, it's the most organized, for it, sure. It's run so well. Mm-hmm. You know, the cons- the conservation of the animals is amazing.
2: That's funny because most of the time, you would assume that fish and game would be conservative. <laughs> so, you know, conservatives run government well. Yeah. Not to be political,
0: but it's <laughs> the only government, government so well. agency that I like to deal with. When I, the DMV, I'd rather shoot myself. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's horrible there. It's really bad. But the, the fish and games, they they know what they're doing and the, you know, and obviously there's a lot to learn in that documentary. I don't want to like,
1: right. And I just want to go over it really quickly. Like just basically say like, in that tag that you purchase, that is, that money doesn't go to just some person. It goes into what we call the conservation act. And the conservation act is what keeps wild places wild. And, um, it pays for, it's the reason you have state parks. That's right. National parks. I
0: mean, yeah. Uh, it's really all thanks to Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Which, are some
2: animals more expensive than others?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Bear, bear is way more expensive than... And it depends on the state, too, and, and the country.
1: If you're out of state, then you pay more, yeah. typically in, in the states. Yeah. In Michigan, uh, How
2: tag, must you pay out of state? in-state
0: tag oh, is like 15 okay. bucks. Out of state was like 280 Yeah, for the oh, same wow. tag. So you definitely... That was just for deer. Uh, a moose hunt in Alaska is about a thousand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember that? We looked that up, right? Yeah. A uh, bear hunt in Canada, the one we went to was uh, like 700 or 650 each. And I looked on the, the, when we went to go buy the tags, they had a list and the moose in Canada were like 1200. It was yeah. really expensive.
1: It's expensive. Um, and
0: fun fact for you, you can't actually survive off of moose meat alone. It's not nutritious enough.
1: Yeah. You have to, it, you need fat. Yeah, you need to mix it. Moose, Which is yeah. another misconception about nutrition. But anyways, then the, those go into, like, the General Wildlife Conservation Act. Then there's, there's another one for people who like to hunt fowl or birds. They pay for their tags and their permits, and that goes into the... What is it? The the Waterfowl um,
0: Fund? Probably should look this up before.
1: Yeah, well... Odin's other eye, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> the iPad? But anyways, um, so these government agencies who run these departments of the government um they have to use these funds within two years in their area in their jurisdiction if they don't use up all the funds within two years then it automatically goes into the waterfowl protection act or something like that it basically protects the birds and the waterfowl that my mi- oh, oh mig- the migration migratory act. Yeah. bird act yeah, that's what yeah, it's called yeah exactly and that goes into protecting their habitat and, and make sure that we have this abundant resource of wildlife.
0: It's like the only, it's like the only part of our government that the money is actually used 100% for mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be used for. That's right. And that's, it's like, it's an amazing setup.
1: Basically think hunters because hunters are giving you the opportunity
0: to be a, be a hippie and hike the mountains. That's right. You know, the reason you can be all like granola. Is thanks to hunters. <laughs> it, 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 seriously, the reason that these people can hate hunters is thanks to hunters. Yep,
2: that's
0: interesting.
1: And the reason why we still have like America was the American bison was going extinct a hundred years ago, and because of the things that and the
0: turkey, the tur- the turkeys were going extinct too.
1: That's true. In yeah, in and, hun- and hunters,
0: the ones that kill all the bu- the buffalo and the ones that kill all the turkeys are the same people who brought it back that saved all those animals. That's right. So the Conservation Act, the hunters who are basically environmentalists with with, with the guns. guns. Uh, <laughs> these people are the reason that you get to enjoy the wild parts of the U.S.
2: I grew a new appreciation for hunters today. Already had a big one, but thanks, guys. So now, Giva, for now us so that wants to go enjoy and, the mountains.
0: Yeah, you now Devon wants to go and kill a six point. <laughs> <laughs> one day. It's
1: I don't know freaking it's hard i
0: mean it's it's hard Um, it's very you 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 won't understand the feeling until you do it but um anyways that that was our podcast today yeah so thanks for listening i hope you learned something about hunting that's the point of our show is to learn something new every time and uh we'll be back next week with another episode another great episode from odin's other eye
1: if you haven't already check out our Description for our email if you would like us to talk about a certain subject in the future.
2: If you feel like we need to learn something, send us an email about it. We'll learn about it.
0: Please, please, not vegetarianism.